learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Season 4, Episode 14. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Talitha Beverly. Talitha Beverly is a non-traditional HR professional with a degree in biochemistry from Florida State University. Her career began as a third shift production supervisor making beer for Anheuser-Busch. Talitha became a great business partner by working in the business. She's always been hands-on to ensure she has a thorough knowledge and understanding so she can train others on what to do and how and why they are doing it. Talitha was introduced to HR after participating on a diversity panel for women in manufacturing. She developed a passion for HR, realizing she could make a greater impact in the business and people's lives. She worked for the best companies in the world, including Coca-Cola Enterprises, Nestle USA, and Borden Dairy. She's been exposed to cutting-edge technology, world-class business concepts, extraordinary leaders, and lifetime friendship. Talitha became an entrepreneur to bring her world-class business exposure to business owners with great products and services who need help with compliance, business organization, and human capital strategy. Talitha has had great success streamlining her clients' employment systems and lowering their overhead, which saves them time and money. Talitha has a deep passion for what she does and believes human resources is her marketplace ministry. Talitha is a workplace healer who fixes companies, stimulates the economy, and rebuilds families as well as communities. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Talitha Beverly. Talitha, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Oh, I'm so fantastically happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. You're welcome. So I read your bio, and I want to say kudos to you for deciding to bring world-class business exposure to business owners. And I love that you aim to learn the what, how, and why of operations so that you can lead your teams effectively. That's really awesome. Thank you. It's important to be able to use all of the gifts that God gave you and help others. So this um, is a great way for me to do it through human resources. Yes, yes. Okay, so are you ready to talk about leadership? I am. Let's jump in. Let's go. I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Talitha? I totally agree. Everyone, uh, I believe in 360 degree leadership by John Max C. Maxwell. Everyone's a leader from, you know, the, the janitor, uh, the new person to the executive in the boardroom. Everyone has leadership traits. Okay. Can you tell us why you feel this way? I just think it's so important that everyone have something to share with the world and only they have that perspective uh, to share what it is that is their gift. 
So when we only look at the person in the front of the room versus the person in the back of the room, we're losing sight and missing the, the full scope and perspective of how we can impact an entire world or generation. So it's so important that we take on everyone's leadership skills and traits and listen to what they have to say and, and see how they can impact the world. Yes, I do agree. Everyone does have a message or something to share with the world. So thank you for that. Okay, so Talitha, can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? Yeah, so I think growing up, I've always had leadership positions, whether it be in sports or even in school. But the time where I realized that I became a leader was when my dad passed away. And I was a a young supervisor and um, thought that, okay, I'm leading a team and people are following me. But my dad actually put me in charge of his estate. And that was a huge undertaking for me to be the executor of his estate. And I had three other siblings and I was the youngest of the three. So I was very nervous. And my dad said, I've given you everything you need to be a productive citizen in this world. You know, do the right things, use the information that I've been given from the people and the resources that he had given me to make sure that everything that he wanted carried out was done the way he wanted it to uh, be carried out and to take care of all of his family members. That leadership and that realization of, okay, I have this torch, I have the understanding, I have the wisdom that I've been given to be this productive citizen was extremely important that I took that on and embraced it because it was going to impact my family in a positive way. And I just wanted to make sure that I, you know, made my father proud and stepped into that role with clear responsibility. Okay. Thanks for that. And sorry to hear about your dad, of course. Many years ago, I was, it was back into uh, 1999. So it's been a long time, but I love speaking about him because I believe he was a great leader. And again, I've taken on that responsibility since then. I love that. Even though, like you said, you were the youngest, you were the one he chose, which speaks highly of your character and strengths. I remember my grandfather calling me the leader of a group of myself and two of my cousins when I was either 11 or 12. However, in my case, I was behaving negatively and received a beating as a result. I always say that leadership starts with us and we can either be a good leader or a bad leader. At the time, I didn't even realize I was leading. And I remember thinking, how could I be the leader if I'm the youngest? I think it's awesome that our elders see things in us that we may not see or may not be ready to embrace. And it's especially great when they see our greatness and can help us to maximize it. Okay, so in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Talitha, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? So yes, thank you for asking that. I think it's so important that you are an ethical leader. I think that's uh, primary, it's the foundation. If you don't have a good code of ethics, uh, the integrity of knowing that you're doing the right thing, that you're impacting others with your decision and you're asking people to follow you. And if, if you don't have that great foundation of knowing that people can trust what you say and, and you're going to do and deliver what you say, then 
you have a weak foundation and you shouldn't expect people to follow you. And if they do, they won't follow you long. And then you've, you've destroyed your name. So to me, that's definitely the code of leadership, the foundation of leadership. Okay. Thanks for that. I do agree. Ethics are very important. And like you said, ethics are the foundation to successful relationships. We have to stand for something if we want others to trust us and wholeheartedly support us. People behave differently when they are doing things based on their desire and beliefs versus when they are doing things out of obligation or necessity. So it's super important that we are ethical so people actually want to follow us. Yes. Yes, yes. Thanks for that. Okay, so I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Talitha, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? Sure. Failure is a necessity. I have had my share of failures. (laughs) And uh, the first thing that I realized failure did for me was made me humble. It brought the humility that I needed so that I could actually take a step back and say, okay, you know, I'm glad that I had, you know, have such passion, but there are a lot of things that maybe I missed, or there are some things that I needed support with, or there are things that I'm good at, but maybe to get great, I need to do these extra things. It's so important to understand that in order to be successful, you have to have a level of grit and that growth mindset that allows you to get to the next level. And honestly, if you get it the first time, I believe you get into a comfort zone and don't allow yourself to really push through the way you need to in order to sustain. So again, failure is necessary. The humility is important. Grit is everything. That's what's going to keep you going to keep you uh, successful for a long time. Okay. Thanks for that. I agree that humility is necessary to be a successful leader. And I love what you said about grit, as well as about having a growth mindset. These are super, super important and necessary for continued success. And you're right. Failure does help develop these traits if we're willing to embrace it and allow it to do its work within us. So thank you. Absolutely. Okay, Talitha, can you share one time you felt as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? Sure. We don't take pride in talking about our failures to others. And, you know, sometimes it's one of those things we, we go into our lab and just keep on working. But for this instance, sure, I'll share. <laughs> so I was launching a new service that was a one-on-one personal HR service. And I was so excited about it, so passionate about it, thought it was such a wonderful idea. And I really launched it without having a true focus group, like with getting a lot of people to give me the proper feedback. And, you know, I I also did it by myself in terms of just kind of that DIY, do it yourself, you know, just get in there, get in the lab, get it all done and launch it because you think it's such a wonderful idea. And I spent a lot of hours doing it. And quite frankly, it didn't do so well. (laughs) People didn't respond to it. And because I didn't seek feedback, I didn't really understand the true needs of what, you know, certain people needed from a one-on-one HR service or a a personal need to help people with workplace issues. And it was an eye-opener because, you know, I've been in HR for so many years and I thought, well, wow, I've 
always dealt with employees. I understand what they want, but I didn't receive the feedback. So what I learned is, you know, asking is the beginning of receiving. (laughs) You know, you must ask for the support that you need to get your idea off the ground. And that is kind of your infrastructure with support. You know, the person that helps with the website, the person, you know, that helps with all of your marketing materials to even, of course, the person that you are going to support or your customer, because it's so important to get that feedback. And, you know, I ask all the time now, (laughs) you know, it's part of being successful is knowing that we're having interdependency with everyone, even those that we're servicing. So that was my failure. And I think it was a great lesson learned. Okay. Thanks for that. And I do agree with you on the importance of feedback as well as on relying on a team and not trying to do it all ourselves. When we try to do it all ourselves, we make our scope so much smaller than it has to be because we can only do but so much alone. Yes. Okay. Talitha, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? Uh, That's a great question. We live in a day where we had so many women that have come before us and been blessed that they've been able to break or make some strides or break that glass ceiling and make some strides. And I'm thankful to them and God bless them for being, you know, the pioneers. So do I think it's easier, harder? I think to be a female leader, I honestly think that we should just move forward now. I mean, I don't think we should evaluate whether it's easier or harder. I think that we should know that we're females and that we have a power that many men don't have. And many men look to for support, to kind of be their neck, if you will, if they're the head. So I don't really take that into consideration. I just really hone in on what I have to give to the world and also to really use my voice, my special, unique voice, whether it be a female voice or not. It's something that I feel like is my truth that needs to be shared that's going to help with whatever project or assignment or um, any situation that I feel I've been placed to be a part of. So in terms of the entrepreneurial world, I think women are empowered and have been empowered to not hide behind a man or, or even their families, but to stand forward and, you know, really, you know, be that virtuous woman that can go and bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan and, you know, do it all, you know, and not necessarily have to worry about being a woman, but just, you know, completing what it is that their assignment is. Yes. Thanks for that. I heard you encourage us to embrace being a woman and realize that we play a major part in making the world go around. I love how you said that if men are the head, then we are the neck and need to be the neck. Hearing you say be the neck really stuck out to me and sounds like sounds like you're telling us to know our strengths and limitations then be the best neck we can be. To me, it encourages us to own our importance in the world as women, because without the neck, the head cannot move, which proves that the neck plays an essential role. And I also love your advice to focus on what needs to get done and not the obstacles that may be presented. As women, we are expanding ourselves and pushing ourselves to limits that we probably didn't even imagine. 
Witnessing and being a part of the change in the climate for women is indeed amazing. Okay, so productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Talitha, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Sure. Yeah, we are always faced with, you know, new tasks, you know, every day. uh, And some of it has to do with work and some of it has to do with our everyday life. And Jim Rohn is a famous leadership guru that I follow. And he always says, work while you work. And, you know, and the way I receive that is to integrate work into your lifestyle, you know, making sure that your friends and your network are integrated to a point where, you know, the things that you are, you need are within that tribe, if you will, you know, making sure that the books that you read, you know, are giving you all of the tools so that you can have the leadership traits and, and you can have the ideas around productivity that you need. Even the events that you attend is important because those things can give you the tips to move forward and get things off the ground. From a productivity standpoint, you know, a lot of people have a a DIY attitude. And I think in the beginning, it's extremely important in terms of saving money. But at the end of the day, you have to make sure that you have support, that there are professionals and people that take care of things that can help you get anything that you're working on off the ground with the right quality in the timing that you need. So the best thing that you can do is come up with the idea and then have your tribe, your network, those people that you've integrated your lifestyle with to help you launch or be the success that you need because it takes a team. We're interdependent on one another. Okay. Thank you for that. I love that. And I do agree that we need a team, especially if we aim to reach high and go long, so to say, right? Like you said, DIY is not going to cut it if we want to maximize our potential. Let's just think, right? Fortune 500 companies may have started with one person, but they could not have sustained themselves to where they are today with just one person. We have to think big, ladies. A team is definitely necessary. Okay, Talitha, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? Sure. So before I became an HR consultant and started my own company, HR Strong, I worked in manufacturing and I sat on a leadership team as an HR executive. And this particular facility that I supported was going through a plant expansion where they were expanding from five manufacturing lines to 22 lines that were automated, you know, using robotics. And so my responsibility was the education and training and the compensation. So I developed a pay-for-skills model that allowed us to be able to move the expansion forward, move the people along with the expansion. And I met resistance within the workforce. They were very upset because they were used to working a certain way and they didn't want the change, especially with the new equipment and the robotic equipment coming, which really, it's funny because back then, that was probably about six to seven years ago that this occurred. And now we're dealing with AI and all kinds of (laughs) 
things that are happening that, you know, you've got to move with the cheese. You've got to get with the program. So a lot of this workforce didn't wish to move forward. But one quote that I always loved was, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. And don't wish for less challenges. Wish for more skills. And I just remember, you know, that being a mantra or just, you know, trying to influence the workforce. And we're talking about 800 employees, you know, to develop their skills because the skills that they were going to learn were going to have value to the company and it was going to be of value to pay them more. And it also was going to give them their own personal value. And, you know, it took a while, but over a couple of years, everyone, you know, migrated to this new pay for skills model. And the outcome was a mass conversion of laborers to technically skilled tradesmen. And even some of these laborers have become supervisors and leaders in management. And it was so gratifying because people went from, I need these skills to keep my job to then these skills actually upgrading their lifestyles, their careers, their families' lifestyles, and taking them to the next level of where they were destined to be. So I was very proud to be a leader in that because, you know, a lot of times as a leader, you don't really see the outcome. You know, you might have the vision, but you don't always see it come to fruition. And I was blessed to see people become, you know, great leaders moving into executive positions because of just this one small project that uh, increased their skill set, which opened up their mind to grow into leaders themselves. Okay, thank you. That is awesome. I really love that story, right? Because it, I hear a few things there where, like, peep, the initial reaction to change or discomfort is like, oh no, oh no. And it's funny because on the back end, here's something that actually made them better. And a lot of times, change does make us better. But yet, when we're first faced with it, it's like this panic thing of, no, this is bad, this is bad. But once we roll with it, like, they were able to become, well, leaders in their own right. So I think that's really awesome. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. It feels good to be able to make a difference, but to make a difference in so many people's lives, that's the impact of what I do. And that's why I'm so blessed to be able to have this skill myself. Yes, I agree. It's really about making an impact and being able to positively impact others is indeed a blessing. Okay, so Talitha, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? Sure. So knowing your craft. A lot of times people think that being a leader is just being a a good motivator or influencer or, you know, good with people. And don't get me wrong, you need all of those things to uh, get people to support you and follow you. But in order to truly get win over people, I believe that knowing your craft is so important. I mean, being an expert in your craft, in your industry, it sets you at a different level of respect, I believe. You know, Malcolm Gladwell has a book called Outliers, and it talks about making sure that you put in your 10,000 hours. And those 10,000 hours make you a subject matter expert in your field or in your craft. And really what that does is it, it sets you apart because 
you have done everything that you could to feed yourself, to get everything that you, that you desired and what you've thirsted for, what you've quenched for, to get that idea, that new way of delivering something because you have put the time, the hours, and the dedication and the perseverance into it. And what happens is people respect your passion, your dedication, and just your drive to be the best. And then they'll line up to follow you. And even some of them run through a wall for you just because they respect that you've learned and know your craft and that it just didn't fall out of the sky. It's something that you honed and and really got great at. So I think it's so important that you know your craft. And the other thing, if I could share one more, if you don't mind, Nicole, is, you know, part of being a leader also is, you know, this has come from my corporate America days and even now as an entrepreneur, is you have to know the financials behind what you do. I mean, because we live in an economic society and a lot of times we get to a point where we have this great idea and people love us and everything's great. And then there's no traction or progress because there's no money made because you don't know how to truly make the money. And that's knowing, you know, your expenses and your revenues and all of those things that make you profitable, what you need to save on, what things you really need and what stuff that you don't. And that all is really understanding a balance sheet and we usually get other people to do that for us and don't have a true clarity of how I should move forward and how I should make decisions without understanding the financials. And again, that could be in a corporate America or in an entrepreneurial or, or a business owner sense. I believe that's really great advice and leadership. And that's how people are going to follow you because if you're successful and understand how you're profitable, then the people that are on your team are going to be profitable as well. Okay. Thank you for that. I love both of those tips. I agree that we must build respect by being both knowledgeable as well as personable as they definitely work hand in hand. Yes, they do. And also your advice to know your numbers because numbers definitely tell the truth and are a trusty guide and helping to make the decisions necessary to lead effectively. So thank you. So Talitha, you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? I feel good. I'm so happy that I'm able to share. (laughs) You know, sometimes we have so much to share and there's, and it's a narrow audience. And I'm just so blessed that you're able, uh, that you wanted or have allowed me to, uh, to share this with your audience. You're welcome, Talitha. It was truly my pleasure. And I truly appreciate your willingness to share your wisdom with us. So thank you again for being our guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Oh, thank you so much uh, for giving me the platform to do this. So I am CEO of HR Strong, and we are human resources and consulting firm that outsources human resources for small businesses. And we are launching a product specifically for small businesses to help them with, you know, making sure that they can start up and ramp up and scale the right way from human resource standpoint through all of the human resource functions from employee handbooks, recruiting, organizational alignment to making sure that your payroll's up and running correctly. 
So that's going to launch really soon and it's going to be extremely affordable. So I hope that everyone is able to to, uh, take advantage of that. That should be launched online as an online service in the next month. And uh, the way you can contact us is my website is www.hrstrong.biz, www.hrstrong.biz. And our number is 855-975-2873. We're also on social media and in LinkedIn. You can look me up, Talitha Beverly, on LinkedIn. And we are on Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) And it's HR Strong LLC. Thank you, Talitha. We appreciate your insight today. I appreciate again, Nicole, for you having me. And I wish you the best of success on your business launch and your new book. And that you continue to bless the world with uh, your voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. enjoyed this interview with Talitha, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Talitha's stance on the importance of being an ethical leader, which includes following through, building trust, and maintaining a good reputation. Ethical leaders do what is considered to be the right thing to do, even when it's not the most popular, profitable, or convenient. Making this decision is not always easy, yet the rewards for doing so are priceless. As Talitha suggested, don't wish it was easier. Wish that you were better. And don't wish for less challenges. Wish for more skills. Determining what matters and prioritizing those values is the key to leading ethically. A quote by Andrew Lee reads, To be an ethical leader is indeed to be different. This kind of leader acknowledges the complexity of running a responsible business, yet tries to do so anyway. I admire that Talitha was chosen as the executive over her dad's estate, especially considering she's the youngest of her siblings. Leadership traits and capabilities do not have an associated age. Leadership is defined by character. Talitha handled her responsibility by taking on and embracing the duties she was given to make her dad proud, all while she was grieving. Successful leaders get the job done, and Talitha did just that. Being recognized as a leader is a great gift, which can help to open our eyes if we are not already aware of this. People often see in us things we do not see in ourselves which is why it's important to be open to accepting feedback and taking on new challenges. I can relate to Talitha's experience of being humbled by her failures as I experienced the same. Being able to self-reflect, realize, and then admit that you missed something is not the most fun or easiest thing to do, yet it is super important for continued growth. As Talitha mentioned, we need both grit and a growth mindset to sustain success. Failures usually have a positive experience buried within them if we are willing to dig deep 
to figure it out. If we want to be successful, we must allow our failures to humble us, which provides the power needed to work harder, do our best, and never give up. A quote by Amin Ayed reads, Be humble to see your mistakes, courageous to admit them, and wise enough to correct them. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Talitha mentioned the importance of holding focus groups and getting feedback on ideas and projects before deciding to move forward. This helps us to ensure we are giving our customers what they want and need as opposed to moving blindly based on our own thoughts. Understanding the true needs of others will help us avoid working in vain and missing the mark. I will make it my business to ask for feedback and support from others to get my ideas off of the ground, as I do not want to do any work in vain. A quote by Tennessee Williams reads, life is an unanswered question, but let's still believe in the dignity and importance of the question. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you would be to think about the one thing that you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try and implement too many changes at once. When I attend a training or listen to podcasts, I aim to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way that I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. If you decide to take me up on my challenge, I would love to know about your key takeaway. If you care to share, please go to the She Leads Podcast discussion group on Facebook and leave your comment under the Takeaway Thursday post for season four, episode 14. Don't forget to subscribe to She Leads Podcast for first access to future episodes and also like and share this episode of She Leads Podcast which is entitled Integrate Work into Your Lifestyle with Talitha Beverly. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.